Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Nick Hayes from Media Stable. Hi, Carmen Braidwood, Confidence on Camera Coach. How are oh, you? Carmen. Confidence on Camera. So, just very quickly, confidence, you help people actually mm. get better in front of their camera phone, yeah. in front of the TVs, yeah. the cameras. Yeah, any time that as professionals in this modern world, we're required to show up on camera. I call it a modern approach to media training because now media is not just what we're talking about in terms yeah. of where I used to work in television and radio. I'm actually talking about all those other platforms now and that means every company is a media company. So if you're in one, you've got to be on camera. Well, speaking of someone that's on camera a whole lot of time, like mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot of camera time over many, many years. Uh, once described, it was probably Western Australia's best parenting expert, probably still is, Claire Orange, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. Good Love to it. have you. Now, and and it's Digi Social these days, is this what we're working with and Digi Online? This is your, your business? It is my business and it's really a, um, it's a response to what we're seeing out there in the parenting space. You know, even from 2015 to now, parents are dealing with a raft of different issues that are falling out of children being online. We've mm. expanded that circle that we put around our children. It's not just nanny and poppy anymore and off to school and then sporting club, we've actually put them in the digital playground with millions of children. Now, Carms, I feel like I'm going to get a half an hour of really good research oh, here. And, good stuff. And, yeah, good mentoring and guidance here because I'm a, I'm a father of a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old and um, I know you, Claire, for the years of work that you've worked in media and the work that you do, but media particularly because I see you everywhere, as the parenting expert, someone who is uh, we go to to ask the questions, what can we do? Um, how's that been for you? Because I don't know a medium that you haven't been a part of. Oh, it's, it's been a f- fabulous world uh, to learn about and to grow through, grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it certainly is a very different world. So TV, radio, print, uh, those are all the places that I find myself. And really that has been part of my personal mission. And my mission as a professional is to to make sure that places that parents are, that sensible, non-hysterical, non-catastrophizing, evidence-based words are spoken. That just breathes some light into parenting. Right at the beginning, how did you feel with that moniker being put on you, parenting expert? Uh, I, I try and put that off as much as possible. Pro- I'll probably go for educator yeah. or coach. We like it in the media, but I can understand. I it's, it's, it's. I mean, I'm raising four of my own. They're young men now, so 16 through to 24. Um, and I've, I've raised other people's children well, If that doesn't well. make you an expert, then I don't know what <laughs> does make you an expert. Oh, oh, yes, no. Well, you obviously weren't in Darwin the other the day when I was on radio there, Nick, um, I really had to qualify all of my other qualifications. Um, <laughs> but certainly, you know, that, that does put you in the forum of knowing about kids and 30 years Hang on, as you're a being therapist. picked up by what, Darwin Radio 
for for your qualifications? I, I was on radio in Darwin. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was talkback. A caller oh, rang in and went, "Oh, parent yeah. expert." Why that kids? I'm an expert. I say, like, I'm sure. And sure. I, th- I think a lot of parents feel the same way. So that's something to yeah. I went to school. To I'm feel. an education expert. Yeah, Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. righto. It is. Yeah. It is. So it doesn't really fill out actually how qualified across uh, all sorts of industry that I've worked across to to be able to really be an expert in the child and, and mental health of children's space. Now, I know you, and I don't want to bring up the kind of issues and things that you've had to work with over your times. I think probably some of the most horrific things when it comes to the health and well-being of children and what you've had to see and go through. And you and I have sat down and you've almost had me in tears as to sort of what you had to do. Um, But without going to that too deep, how do you deal with that specifically, the horrors, the, 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 the things that are going on behind the scenes that aren't the typically good parenting that's going on. It's the it's the horror stories. Mm, how do I deal with it? Um, over the years, probably less and less well with a, an increasing load of trauma around uh, what I see. But really, what I do is if you're going to if you're going to make a change in this world, you know, people will turn up to a meeting and they'll moan and moan and moan. You say, well, who would like to be on a committee to fix it? nobody mm-hmm. um, but they'd like to do a lot of moaning and I, I I don't want to be one of those those people Nick I want to be one of the people who I see a problem um, I've attended some of the worst moments in the life of mm. families thousands of families um, and every one of those moments I've taken as a gift in my learning a gift that I get to be there with a the family they choose me yep. to show up in their worst moment to guide them through their worst moments yep. and then to be able to use that to help other families avoid that that that's my mission it's a it's an incredible responsibility and thank you for doing what you do because it's um it could not be easy i think not just on the families but also mm. to on yourself and your family what you have to go through i think uh, incredible but um on the lighter side of parenting because it's not all doom and gloom uh there is some really good moments with it and do you have some fun with the stories that you get to tell as a, a parenting expert. Uh, does Monica get a little bit of a, a chuckle out of you now and then? <laughs> Do you enjoy the the chat and banter that comes with the, the positive stories? Oh, look, it's it's fabulous. I, it, it's, like, it's like having your own circus of monkeys, really, being a parent, <laughs> isn't it? Someone's always doing something fabulous, whether it's whether it's getting the two-litre sauce bottle and putting the top of the tiny little sauce bottle on the top as the hack, but leaving it slightly undone <laughs> so that two litres ends up all over your floor. Mm. You know, those moments, there's just glorious moments in parenting that when you share the imperfection of that with other parents, that there is no expert, there yeah. is there is failing fast, learning, moving on. That's what parenting is. None of us have done it before. No. Uh, even with, you know, having multiple children, uh, you ain't a perfect parent by the time you get to the fourth one, fifth one, sixth one. <laughs> you're still making it up. Yeah. Fun oh. times. Do we, do we need a licence to have children? I think, is there, is there something Fair that question. we can I've often learn. thought it'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Should I mean, we licence humans to have children? Claire, thoughts? <laughs> well, see, th- this is very tricky, isn't it? Look, for everything else, we have to have a qualification, don't we? Yes. I can't walk into a hospital to help someone with their child and they say, what's your qualification? I don't have one. Just pitched up off the sidewalk. Well, actually, <laughs> child raising, I think, is the most important and the most difficult thing any of us will ever do, yep. ever, and and we just go into it thoroughly unqualified, don't uh, we? And we're all too quick to outsource it 
yeah. anyone who's around to give us a hand because we're too busy to but do it, this. But it's not just that. It's it's people that are having children that probably shouldn't be. Mm. And there's so many people out there that can't have yeah. children that should be. I mean, it's just it, – it's incredible mm. the, the difference. I mean, you don't have to be uh, – you don't have to f- have any qualification or really any sense of responsibility than other than doing the deed. Doing the deed, having the baby. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is. But, you know, what, what we can't do is, is write off someone who starts, who probably has either no maternal or paternal instinct, and then learns and grows up with their child and, and grows these beautiful parenting skills. I think if we were to say right at the beginning when all of us started child raising, none of us would have been qualified, and yet yeah. you learn those beautiful skills I still remember the day I drove home my, my firstborn – I don't think I have driven more safely or more <laughs> careful in my entire life. And I felt like I lost all ability to actually do this because I was like going, I've now, you know, the responsibility has just hit. Yeah. Never never felt like that before in my life. And I haven't felt like that probably again, well, maybe when the second born came, but didn't, we, have, we sort of haven't really cared as much that way. Oh. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Oh, and no, I was a bit used to it's it. Permanent. It's permanent. It's out there now. Yeah. No, so, Jesse, I love you, mate. So, Claire, <laughs> what inspired you then to really focus on this, this impact that the online world is having on, on the way we raise children? Uh, look, a particular initiating incident really is, is front of mind for me. So I attended the suicide of a 14-year-old lad um, and... Most suicides are so avoidable. This one really was at that point where um, the management and and identification of suicidation in children um, was really wrapped around mental health but not wrapped around being shamed or outed online. Mm. Um, And this child uh, felt resourceless to cope with the situation was in front of him and chose this permanent solution to what should have been a temporary and very educated problem in his life and uh, so it was a promise delivered to parents that there had to be a solution out there something that we could put in every home something that we could put in every classroom you know there's no other aspect of child raising so if I know there's danger swimming as an example I don't take my kid down to the sea he says can I go in I go yeah mate just you know stay this side of the break Try not to get eaten, see how you go. It's not <laughs> a sink or swim sort of attitude. Yeah. I don't do that. But yet in digital life, we hand them the device don't and we, we say, and we put them oh, with really. a world of, of people we don't know, predation, exploitation, mm. and we do it willingly. So, so really, it was this real shift in children's mental health and well-being, this personal experience thinking, we have to do more, we have to be more, we have to step up to the plate. And, and manage our children's digital lives. And, and, and the problem is even um, increased by the fact that even if you think as a parent that you are doing the right thing or that you are managing it properly, they, the children, always work a way to get the, to the next step and to get be further and beyond. Because as a kid, I remember as a kid growing up, I just wanted to get higher and get one over, not one over my parents, but just get see how far I can take it. Push and the boundaries. And push yeah. the boundaries. They're very, very good at that. But with these boundaries online, these boundaries can be very scary. These boundaries can be very dangerous. And you're not just pushing boundaries here. You, you are going into a, ver- a place that very, very dark if, if you go down the wrong pathway. 
Yeah, and we, I mean, we can't demonise all of digital life because it gives children this window through which Correct. to see the world that they, they might not have otherwise. It gives them a reflection. How does the world see me? You know, it is mm-hmm. this way for a child to experience life differently. But what we haven't done is built up enough education of the child yeah. so that when they are predated, when they are contacted, when these situations happen that invariably do, that the child immediately knows what to do. We haven't done that. We just leave it to chance. Yeah, but you've been on this mission for a while. Talk to us about some of the initiatives that you've been able to to instigate or change or thought processes that you feel that have um, improved in recent years. Mm, improved. I'm not sure we're on the improve yet. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, certainly, I would say that being able to speak in the media about this on a regular basis, being able to talk to the issues that are happening. I mean, the the, the recent situation with the the uh, private school boys in Sydney being one of them have spoken widely on that mm. yeah. about the the culture within digital life and how we have to shift that stuff because it it seeps and settles into the foundation when 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 that culture is allowed to establish. Mm-hmm. And certainly on, on social media, children can find immediate support for any stupid thought that goes through their head. Mm. It is incredible, isn't it? When, when I look back at my time at school, the schoolyard bullying happened in the schoolyard. Yeah. Whereas this kind of bullying can happen Not anywhere, anytime, at home, any, uh, anywhere that there's a di- digital device, get it out, Hayes, a digital device, mm. it can happen anywhere. Where mm. it was restricted back in the day, because we just—if the bullying happened when they were physically in front of you—this is this is big. Yeah, and and it is. It's. I think it's the intensity of digital life. You know, we've we we are all we are all party to it. We've we've all got our digital devices that mm. it goes ping and beep, and we want to have a look. We want to check it. We get those little red notifications that are very cleverly designed to pull and drive attention and and attention and focus, um, and that whole world is one that sucks us in and sucks our children in but actually it was a world that was built for adults and it's supposed to be for adults but actually it's populated by children who aren't able to critically and logically think their way to the end of it i love that i love that claire because when you think about it and look at the behavior of adults calms of people using their digital Mm. devices and yet we hand one to kids who we're supposed to be the brains, we're supposed to be, you know, the, yeah. how do our thought processes are already in place Leave that we example. can define what's good and bad. And yet we hand this device over to them and say, keep yourself occupied for two hours, dad's got to work. Yeah. You know, oh my God. You know, we're, we're handing them the gun and not just a gun, we're handing them a loaded gun <laughs> in many manual ways. And how to use it. Yeah, everything. You're quite right. It's a little little scary to think about and I think it's important, like you said, Claire, to avoid that catastrophizing and coming up with those really actionable things that we can all do. So the media's been a powerful way for you to be able to get that message out there. Uh, certainly, the media's a powerful way and, and also producing so so the, the digi-social resource, which we put into both homes and schools, yep. is a first in the world technology. So no one has built yet safe social media for children that uses artificial intelligence. I say you're a loser, our little character pops up and goes, hang on. Would you would you say that to your granny or would you say that in front of your teacher? Or how do you think that makes someone feel? So we're gently guiding the child to really deeply and critically think about digital life. We put up clickbait, so around graphic content, around body image, and see if we can entrap children to go off and have a look. Mm -hmm. And if they do 
there's a little animation to teach them why they shouldn't do that because yeah. they get to be the manager of their brain. So really being able to to raise awareness and then to provide somewhere that children can go and learn the skills safely, oh, it's a gift. So Claire, DigiSocial's in schools now, yes. in, in place, and, and the bringing it into homes now, that's something that's new. Is that is that what you've presented and put forward? Is It is. So that's brand new. That's just, uh, we've released that two weeks ago. Two weeks uh, ago. So we've had Digi um, at school. So we're in four countries uh, at the moment. Yep. Uh, which is pretty exciting, uh, and 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 that's growing. Uh, where we've put this live and immersive social media platform into a school that aligns to the national curriculum and teaches children the wellbeing curriculum. Yep. Um, but what we've done is we've taken that product because we have parents every week saying, "I've got this kid nagging me to get on socials. All their friends yeah. are on Correct. Snap or Insta." And you say, well, start them on this. This is their digital license. They do all the learning points. Mm-hmm. Now you can actually feel assured. Your child's ready to go. Ah. Ready to go for open socials. Did you hear that, Carbs? Digital license. See, that's where I was going with you. You've got to have a license to have children. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, okay. Look at that. Yeah, so it's a bit message. like the old pen license. Funny how we used to issue a license yes. to a child to say you're allowed to use a pen now. <laughs> and yet, with the internet, we didn't do anything like that, did no, we? No, we just gave every nine year old in Australia a digital device and said, see how you go. See yeah. how you go yeah. and, and see how you, you perform, you know. And that's, yeah, yeah that's I've, scary. The one thing that Though that at home, and I think this is where I think where many parents feel, and, and I don't necessarily think this is right, is that when they send their kids to school, there is a supervising adult and teacher that is responsible for them. But I feel that at home, even though that mum and dad might be at home, they tend the kids tend to run off, uh, you know, somewhere not into their you know darkened room, but they go and try to be a little bit private with what they're doing. Mm. And I think at home, this is where parenting hasn't been at its best of late. I think, and you know, as a parenting expert, Claire, um, yeah, you know that parents are working; they're not always there in front of their children. I always remember from my growing up was my mum was always at home. Uh, until sort of later on in the years, in the late teen years, you went off and got a job back again. Mm-hmm. And there you go, there's a digital device going know, off right all there. The they're all going We've off right now. We've all been guilty of it today, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> but, you know, that's I think that, that the safe and surety thing of actually having this kind of uh, device or protection is actually going to give parents more confidence that their kids can use something that is going to be essential for their working life because don't take them away from it. It's it's here to stay. It's not yeah. disappearing. That, that, and that's, you know, you, you were talking, Carmen, about the, the whole outsourcing of various mm. bits of parenting. And sometimes we outsource the responsibility for digital protection of our children. We go, oh, well, I've got parent controls. Well, I can... I can guarantee that most children know how to work their way around parent controls. Yep. Wow. And not every parent control is going to keep you safe from searching for pornography. So mm-hmm. w- we know about a third of our children have accessed porn before the age of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, there's, a, there's a, a, a filtration service called Family Zone. They took data uh, from a s- schools across Sydney and looked at one third of children were searching for porn in the years before eight. Mm. So, I mean, obviously it was filtered but it is accessible and if you don't have that filtration in your home if your child can get past it if your child can hotspot off someone else's device that doesn't have protection we run into these problems so then really the common denominator in all of this is not the child the filtration it's actually the child that if we upskill a child if we give them the skills if we make them really safe 
savvy civil consumers of the online space, mm-hmm. we start to move away from the problems we're experiencing. Claire, have you heard some of the stories coming through about the frustrations of teachers and how many of them are leaving the profession these days? I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts. I've heard teachers claim that kids are harder to teach these days and I wonder if that might be related to all the social media use. Is there an impact potentially on how kids show up in classrooms and how kids uh, can be you know, monitored for behaviour these days because of the social media use? Oh, 100%. And I mean, obviously, that's that's got to be a highly nuanced conversation. But if we go to the very obvious things that are causing problems in schools, um, there's teachers having to deal with, like last year when Squid Game came out, how mm. many children watched that and were playing violent games in the playground. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold your horses. Squid Game. Squid game. I, I've stopped mm. watching that. It was too violent for me. Kids can't be watching that show. You don't think Nick will actually... Actually, if you go and look at the data about how many children were watching Squid Game, yeah. um, if, if you're if you're saying that you know really sixty nine percent of our thirteen year old boys have already seen pornographic content, yeah. and I'm talking graphic pornographic mm. content, um, I can tell you that children are playing one of the most popular games at the moment in Australia is Call of Duty. Yeah. You know that's headshots, slicing someone's neck open with with a knife. Mm. This is what our children are playing. Uh, children are buying and selling prostitutes on Grand Theft Auto in these games. So when this drip feeds into school, children are sleep deprived, which means they're lower in resilience and not able to learn. Children are bringing content in and educating others in the playground. And of course, you know, when you put children into that world of gaming, what we do know is the dopamine hit, the the attention chemical in the brain. Mm -hmm. It's it's highly rewarding in gaming. Massive amount of dopamine, which becomes highly addictive. Mm. And unless... A, a teacher is showing up, you know, looking like Xena Warrior Princess and slitting throats at the school door. Yeah. Um, not quite as interesting. Times tables don't really ring your bell yeah. as much. How do they know? compete with that? Yeah, yep. it's really exhausting. great insight, Claire. Mm, yeah. Exhausting. How's the rollout of DigiSocial going for the home? Because I dare say this is now you're launching and educating people as to how this all works and operates. Um, what, what are the plans for that? Oh, it's it's very exciting. So uh, we're talking about it in in lots of places, as many places as as we can. Uh, Nick, including the media, um, it's wonderful seeing parents being highly excited that they get to protect their children and not just their own child. You can invite other children into these safe social networks. So if you're part of a footy club or netball team or whatever, yep. instead of letting your children be on Insta and posting all their photos where everyone can comment, they can put them on this this program, which will keep them safe and educate them they get to play with their friends just like they do on social so this it's really exciting watching parents being excited about the education of their kids and a massive relief i suppose for parents because uh, if you've been you know as a parent and and your child is asking and demanding and Mm -hmm. and they're incessant they do not stop until they get what they want it must be a relief to be able to say hey here's a platform you can connect with your friends of course you can this is what you've got for the next 12 months, the next 18 months. Is it a program, a set program, or you just put it in place and it's there? 
It's experiential learning. So part of the platform is driven by the action the child takes. If they post a photo with too much skin, uh, we'll pop up and let them know. If they swear, racist hate speech, b- bullying, the things that we worry about with yeah. children online, any any of that content. So it's responsive to anything a child will put up. Um, YouTube lyrics that are very yes, inappropriate. Yes, I've just noticed. I've yeah. picked that up with my kids oh, lately. lyrics and the music. Mm. Eminem, by the way, he says a lot of naughty words. He does. He does. Yeah. He does. There's a... There's a song that people might think that's about the dentist at the moment. It's about your uh, mouth wide open, like when you go to the dentist. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. One of the most popular songs on YouTube at the moment. Wow. Okay. Hey, you should go and have a little look at that one. Uh, so mm. there's a bit of choking, slapping, beating, uh, um, you know, uh, around that content. How yeah. far can I get it down your throat? Um, so this is what children are posting oh and posting posting on uh, even on DigiSocial uh, yeah, okay. where we're able to pick those lyrics with our AI and feedback to the child. Uh, yeah. So okay. they are starting to learn about themselves, their brain, how they regulate, how they moderate, how they present the permanence of what they put on there. It's just kind of a relief to be able to put your kid there and, and then know that they're being educated and they're safe. Love it. I love it. And I, I think what it also comes down to is good parenting. And I think, you know, it's a part of a, a strategy, a plan to ensure that. But from your perspective, Claire, what is good parenting today? Because I, I, I think it's just changed over the years so much that uh, we've seen different generations have a different concept of what good parenting is. What, what in your mind is is good parenting? Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how many generations we go through. Good parenting is the same. So good parenting is being in the arena with your child being there, making the time to parent, being consistent with what you show up with. So Wednesday's rules aren't different to Friday's rules, being predictable in how you show up. So just because today was a terrible day at work doesn't mean I come home and I I land all of that on you, that I'm very, very predictable. And the other part of good parenting is unconditional love, that whatever our kids do, whatever they post in that game or this forum or say to a friend, it doesn't matter. We love them unconditionally. So you say, mate... Whatever you do, I'll love you anyway. I'll show up. I might not like it, but I'll show up unconditional love. That's been the generational formula for good parenting. Why, then why are we so bad at it? Why, why do we get it so wrong? So many people get it so wrong. Is, it, is it our work? It's our time. We just don't put, it, we don't put enough into it. Yeah. Well, parenting is, is just when you have that little being, when you're gifted with that child, uh, it, 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 there's a requirement that comes with it to actually raise that child. That child does not raise itself. And the raising of a child takes time and yeah. patience and resources. And when we're too busy to invest our time, when the child is in a time deficit with a parent... And that goes across demographics, doesn't it? We can have the wealthiest family with the smallest amount of time who've outsourced the raising of the child. We know that child is in deficit. So us, we're the most important thing we can pour into the equation with a child. Mm. It's good stuff there. I I think we... we, And and it's great to hear that it's it's not just a... A generational thing. It's just maybe it's, it comes down to the amount of time and energy we all put into it, and you know that that is dependent. I think you get different results uh, depending on how much time you do put in, and you know we've got to put more time in. You you oh, you're everyone. bothered to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy them because they're not children for too long. No, no, they grow it's up. Yours, yours, quick. your one's yeah. heading off overseas. Heading off overseas. 
Crikey. Oh, strange. Yeah. 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 And and not being not being a slave to our own devices now. Mm. That's that's the big interrupter to parenting, isn't it? That we're a slave. We get emails round the clocks at times that we're supposed to be with our kids. Attention is chewed up and taken away. And if we want our kids to be better online, we have to be better online too. I love that, Claire. And that was the next question I was going to throw to you is that <laughs> we've got to be better at it as parents and show mm. restraint around our electronic devices. Um, you know, don't be on them during dinner time. You know, give your give yourself a chance with your kids yeah. uh, and be around it. I think we we just get too caught up, and I've been guilty of it myself. I've, I'm you know I'm, I'm working terrible. In, I work in a media business. You work. Mm. You you do it all. You're a, you. Uh, you work 6 on your PM, yours. get the reel out there. That's right on dinner time. Yeah. You know, there's things like that that are really difficult for for small business operators sometimes. So, have you have you found any tips that actually are quite actionable, easy, and helpful for for parents to share around their own social media use? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of those things is all all the the little blips and beeps uh, with your smartwatches. Give yourself a break during the day actually for, for your health yeah. it's better to take them off not just for your mental health but for your physical health as well there's a lot of research mm. coming out about that so anything that does sit on your body and draw your attention away curate your news feeds decide what you're going to watch have some sensible limits and make them make them applicable to the family if you say devices are off after nine try that yourself yeah. because you know it's a bit of monkey see monkey do we want our children to see us being restrained if i say mate you're not allowed your phone in your bedroom and there i lie beside bed. before bed playing on my phone we we have to model what we want from our children and we've got to be really really sure that what we're consuming online is not just that doom scrolling that we don't want our kids to do watching a million cat videos watching unboxing videos that we show them responsible use of that 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 lovely space where we can do learning and connecting yeah we got we got to throw out ray that line do what i say not do what i do (laughs) sort of thing because it's uh that doesn't apply here i think we have to practice what we preach and uh, and do that well. Uh, we're running out of time here, Claire. Thank you so much. I'm 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 fascinated by Digi Social. If if parents are listening right now and they've got uh, and who what's the typical age group that you're looking at to to for Digi the Digi Social works for eight to twelve year old children. So yep. we know they're in that beautiful sweet spot. You can't tell a fourteen year old anything. Well, not <laughs> not any no. of mine. No, you can't. Uh, so we, we've confirmed. missed the boat at fourteen. At 14. Yeah, they I know. Reject you and hurt you. Yeah, I know. They do a lot of grunting, right? <laughs> yes. uh, and they're also knowledgeable about everything. If you don't know how to parent, ask a fourteen year old. Yeah. If you don't know how to turn that light switch on, ask a fourteen year old. <laughs> There's nothing they don't know. So we do know that these these yeah. these little people between eight and twelve, they really, really able to be um, conditioned and programmed and changed. And it's an exciting time neurologically that we can work hard with that kid uh, before they get swept off by their peers into the world of that. That Well, that big old, that. big wide world. Mm. Yeah. And I tell you, the so it's in schools, it's now coming to homes. If, if parents are listening, they want to get it into their homes. How do they do that? Head to digisocial.com. So um, it's D-I-G. I I social dot com. dot com and go to the four families tab and, and you'll find out all about what we do there. It's very exciting. Beautiful work mm. and it's rolling across oh, no doubt 
not just Australia, uh, across the globe, I dare across say. Across the globe, we're out and about. Wonderful. It's a good protection. It's a good I look at an insurance policy, a licence, a licence carbon. Yeah, a licence to use the internet. And, well, <laughs> um, and it's Perth Innovated too. I'm pretty happy about that. The reason I was going down that licence around or, you know, for parenting, <laughs> I, I, you guys mocked me on that. But I, I think, you know, and Claire backed me up a little mm. on the fact that you've got a licence for everything. Yeah. And I'll, this I'll, is probably the most important thing <laughs> a, an adult will go away and do, yeah. and sometimes they're not adults all the time. Calms, there's you know they're not they're not quite there themselves, and yet we we give them and allow them to do it, and uh, there's no real restrictions or no no <coughs> guides or, or or help. You just get thrown up on it, and it's the it's quite frightening, <laughs> quite frightening. Well, thanks for joining us uh, for another Experts Podcast. That was another great one. Uh, thank you for coming along, Claire. Digisocial.com. Digi with a double I. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. And uh, parents, get onto it because, uh, you know, you've got your greatest asset sitting in front of you. Give them a chance to, uh, you know, do it well. Welcomes. Good one. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company when we speak to another media and another expert. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.